There's a particular kind of spookiness about being brightly lit underground. The constant fluorescent light pushes at your peripheral vision, and the absence of shadows flattens out your perspective. It also doesn't help that the climate control system is prone to random ticks and hums. We started with the closest of the caged-in areas set aside for holding rare, valuable or classified parts of the collection. Or more likely because these are the last empty shelves available, said Ms. Winstanley as she unlocked the gate and let us into the first one. The stacks inside had large shelves, holding big, leather-bound books that looked like props for a fantasy film. The tan and brown of the covers were brilliant against the sterile grey-white of the shelves. I wanted to reach out and run my fingers along their spines to see if some of the history would rub off. But I'm better trained than that. I caught Toby eyeing up the corner of the stack, so I tugged on his lead to make him behave. This is mainly, started Miss Winstanley, but before she could finish her sentence, something shot past our feet and sculled out into the open gate. I didn't get much more than an impression that it was bigger than Toby, angular, brown, and had lots of legs. By the time I'd activated enough neurons to run to the cage door, the thing had gone. Tell me that wasn't a spider, said Ms. Winstanley in a deceptively calm tone. Can't have been, I said. Thank God for that, she said. Can't stand spiders. It was too big, I said. You can't scale an exoskeleton up that far. The inverse square law can be such a comfort sometimes. Plus, I definitely remembered something about gas diffusion and box lungs or something like that. So, magic can't make things bigger? asked Ms. Winstanley. And I really wish she hadn't. <laughs>